May 5th, 1993. Lily's Diary. up y'all it's your girl Jessie 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 yeah 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 JK y'all know that's not how I do my intro what's up y'all it's your girl Jess Leland Rock aka Jess aka Jessie aka Jessamine aka Baldy aka your favorite Baldy aka the faded reds Ooh, shout out to those devastating divas of 1913 the one the only delta sigma theta sorority incorporated I'm back you're back we're back for another episode of I'm just saying so check it out it is 11 52 p.m on the east coast and I was talking to a friend of mine earlier you know and when I say a friend I mean he's just a friend of mine And um, so I was talking to him and we were talking about, you know, Auntie Anita. And he gave me an idea to do a podcast episode where I do my top 10 covers of all time. If you don't know, Anita Baker covered Tyrese's Lately. And it was a phenomenal cover, right? And so it literally just popped up in my head like, yeah, let's do Lately. So that's what this episode is going to be about. So, you know, I'm not going to do too much talking. Talking. We're going to get right into it. So get your snacks, get your apple juice, get your fruit snacks, get that ottoman, kick that, kick those feet up rather. And let's get into it. Hey. <laughs> All right. So, y'all already know we started out with some Aaliyah. I love Aaliyah. That was me singing the verse, in case you didn't catch on to it, but I love Aaliyah. I love singing Aaliyah when I'm tired, and as you can hear in my voice, I'm tired. But I can't go to bed until I get this episode going. So again, this episode is dedicated to the top 10 covers. Shout out to my friend, my boy, Deshaun 
for helping me figure out what my top 10 uh, covers of all time are going to be. Now, whenever I was thinking about how I was going to structure this, I didn't know if I wanted to include the actual, uh, the original song, and then just kind of merge it in with the cover that you probably know best. But I said, no, you know what? Because then that takes away from me talking. Then it wouldn't be a card podcast. It would be like a wicked, 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 you know, concert. But we're not going to do that. So we're going to do the top 10 covers. Um, I'm pretty confident that all of you should know all of these songs. Some of these songs I didn't even know was a cover. He was giving me you know some titles and i didn't even know that they were cover songs so you know i just i love having friends that just know music you know i'm the singer but like my friends like when they know music it just gets me so excited i'm so excited and i just can't hide it <laughs> seriously so excited so um I don't have these in any particular order because it was just way too hard to put them in order. So I'm just going to start with this first one and we're going to go into it and I'm going to tell you who did it first and who did it after. And obviously the after is who I believe did it better. So let's go. Okie dokie, so this first song was actually originally recorded by the pop soul disco rock soft rock group the Bee Gees it's a pop ballad that was written and recorded by the Bee Gees in 1977 and it was used as part of the soundtrack to the film Saturday Night Fever the number three hit in the United Kingdom and Australia and in the United States it topped the Billboard 100 on Christmas Day 1977 um, the Bee Gees were was a was a was a was a group that was comprised of three brothers, right? And they were blood brothers, Barry, Robin, and Maurice Gibb. And so Bee Gees spelled B-E-E-G-E-E-S. Brothers Gibbs, the two letters B and G. Bam, there you go. I was actually very interested to learn that they actually did this song first. The Bee Gees' most notable hit is probably Staying Alive, Staying Alive, Uh, 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 Staying Alive. So they sang this first song, and we're going to get into it now. Arms again. 
So that was PJ Morton. PJ had an album released that was called The Gumbo. And The Gumbo album is probably one of my favorite albums of like modern day music because he's awesome. But PJ Morton covered How Deep Is Your Love uh, by the Bee Gees. It is PJ's fourth and first self-release studio album it was released in 2017 i feel like i just heard this for the first time yesterday pj morton is the son of bishop paul morton gumbo earned morton two grammy nominations for best r&b album and best r&b song at the 60th annual grammy awards and the song was first began on the album so shout out to pj morton y'all go check out that gumbo album it's dope all right next cover baby So we got PJ Morton out the way. Next is a ballad. Y'all know I love ballads, and I always have. I just, I just prefer to sing ballads because you can really just make love to a ballad, right? Um, and I'm very serious when I say that you can, I like, like you can really make love to a ballad. It's Especially this one. So this next song was originally recorded by the wonderful Grammy Award winning soloist Anita Denise Baker. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Anita started her career in the late 1970s with the funk band Chapter 8. And released her first solo album, The Songstress, in 1983. She went on to receive the Lifetime Achievement Award in 2018 from the BET Awards, at the BET Awards, rather. And she was inducted into the Michigan Rock and Roll Legends Hall of Fame in 2013. Anita has won eight Grammy Awards, has five platinum albums, along with one gold album. Some of Anita's most famous songs are Sweet Love, Giving You the Best That I Got, Body and Soul, I Apologize. And she also did Ain't No Need to Worry with the Winans. Um... But this song that I'm about to play was covered by a, another singer that I'm actually going to showcase on this episode. It's got to be awesome, right? Um, she, she is the daughter of this singer that I will be showcasing on this episode. So check it out. Here is Angel by Layla Hathaway.
through Layla's mind when she got the okay from Anita Baker to cover that song which actually at the time Anita Baker didn't own all of her masters but she does now but nonetheless that was Angel covered by Layla Hathaway um this was from Layla's live album it's called Layla Hathaway Live it's the sixth album from her and she actually won best R&B album at the 2017 Grammy Awards for this album um, and then she also earned a Grammy for Best Traditional R&B Performance for her cover of this song. That is freaking dope. When you win a Grammy for a song, that's phenomenal. Uh, Layla is the daughter of the late and most phenomenally, exceptionally great uh, Mr. Donny Hathaway. And when this um, album debuted, it debuted at number 33 on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart. Now, this is a... Uh, she covers many songs on this album, right? Including Forever, For Always, For Love by Luther Vandross, I'm Coming Back by Vesta Williams, When Your Life Was uh, Low by Randy Crawford, as well as her father's hits Little Ghetto Boy and You Were Meant For Me. Listen to these runs that she does as we move into the next one. When things get tough, I can always turn to you. So yes, yes, that was the phenomenal Layla Hathaway. And Layla's vocal range is absolutely impeccable. But I want to stay on this mellow tip that we're on. So this next cover that I'm going to tell you about is actually kind of the reverse of what I just said, right? So Layla Hathaway covered Anita Baker's Angel, earned a Grammy and everything. Anita Baker in um 2013 covered Tyrese's lately and so it's just crazy how it worked out but it was I mean it was absolutely phenomenal and the thing with Anita Baker is 
her voice is just crazy captivating and yes i'm a little biased because she's one of like my favorite singers of all time but imagine anita baker saying hey it's anita i want to cover your song right tyrese released lately um it was it, it was written by him and Derek Allen for his self-titled debut studio album in 1998. And Lately was the third and final single from that album. It released reaching number 56 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 12 on the hip hop and on the hot R&B and hip hop songs chart. You know, this was whenever they released the the CDs and you had the radio version, you had the album version, you had the instrumental, you had the acapella track, and then you had what you have, and then you had what you call the, the call out hook. So in turn, I mean, lately was just, lately was a crazy, crazy, crazy hit. But, but Anita uh, recorded it in 2012, excuse me, in 2012. So let's listen to her version. So that was Anita Baker's version. I love the intensity as she builds up in that second verse. You know, I can just see Anita just standing like in the studio, just like, you know all that I feel inside. Lovely. Amazing. In 2013, this is why I said 2013 earlier, 2013, she received a Grammy nomination for Best Traditional R&B Performance of this song. So Layla got the Grammy for covering Angel in 2017. In 2013, Anita got the Grammy Award nomination for this. When she released it, it debuted at number 10 on the Urban Adult Contemporary Radio Chart, the highest debut in the last 15 years for her. It was number seven on the Bubbling Under Hot 100 singles, number 15 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart, number one on the Adult R&B Songs, and number two on the Smooth Jazz Songs. And now that I think about it, that's where I heard it at. I heard it on the Smooth Jazz channel on Sirius XM Radio. So shout out to Auntie Anita, shout out to, to Tyrese for that classic, and we're going to mosey on to the next one. This next song has also been recorded a number of times, but I'm gonna play my favorite cover of it. Um, Ain't No Mountain High Enough is a song that was made popular by Marvin Gaye and the late by the late Marvin Gaye and the late Tammy Terrell. It was written by Nicholas Ashford and Valerie Simpson of Ashford and Simpson Solid. Solid as a rock in 1996 
for a division of Motown, becoming a successful hit in 1967 and again in 1970 when it was recorded by the Diana Ross. The song became Diana's, Diana's first solo number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and was nominated for the Grammy Award for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. But Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell is probably the one that you all are most familiar with. That was on the Billboard Hot 100, peaking at position number 19 when it was released in 1967, and it also was number three on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs. But the cover that I like, I'm not gonna tell you who sang it, but listen, and if you know him, then you know his voice. some Michael McDonald that was Michael McDonald he's a white man I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there a lot of people are surprised whenever they hear you know that he's a white guy but yes Michael McDonald is a white man and he is one of my favorite male vocalists of all time if you go back and you listen to that episode um, then you'll know that he is definitely one of my favorite Michael McDonald uh, was he how can I put this? He was recruited by the by the rock band the Doobie Brothers as a temporary replacement for their lead vocalist Tom Johnson after he became ill during a national tour in 1975. So there's a song that goes, I keep forgetting you don't love me no more or something like that. Y'all know whenever I do these podcast episodes, I just be going off the dome. But in... Um, in all essence, he went on to have a solo career. Michael McDonald is the guy that you hear singing on my own with Patti LaBelle. That's him. In 2003, he released a Motown covers album, which is where you will find Ain't No Mountain High Enough. And that album um, was a... That album, he ended up being nominated for best pop vocal album um at the grammys in 2003 so yes i definitely think he did that justice that's my favorite cover ain't no mountain high enough now based on my counting we are approaching the halfway mark over the mountain so let's get into number five (laughs) 
I told y'all when I do these podcast episodes, I really don't just like thoroughly do my research. Some things I learn as I go. And this next song is one of the most notable R&B covers, I believe, of all time. And it will always be. But it's My First Love. And it was covered by Avant and Kiki White in 2000. I remember when My First Love came out. Um, I was in kindergarten singing it. But it was originally sung by Renee and Angela in 1983. And what's crazy is Angela Wimbush and I, we have the same birthday, January 18th. And I never knew that it was Renee and Angela that sang the song first. That's crazy. So let's listen to My First Love, covered by Yvonne and Kiki Wyatt. Silhouette of a perfect frame Shadows of your smile will always remain will always remain Beginner's love soon fades away Oh baby, we go on First Love, covered by Kiki Wyatt and Avant. Avant Kiki Wyatt, however you want to put it. Avant is one of my top 10 male vocalists of all time. His debut single was Separated. And when we were together, we never turned our backs on each other. That came out in 1998. And um, in 2000, he released his debut album, My Thoughts, which sold more than 1.3 million copies in the United States and 4.4 million worldwide, which was impressive back then. Um, That album featured this remake uh, with My First Love, and it reached top five of the R&B charts and helped boost Kiki's career. 
Kiki and Avant went on to do um, Nothing in This World as well on Kiki's album. And they also did uh, You and I, which is one of my favorite songs. You and I. So that's My First Love, originally sung by Renee and Angela and covered by Kiki White and Avant. Number six. So one thing I'm noticing is that a lot of these songs are ballads, <laughs> but I love ballads. I don't know. And I don't really know too many upbeat like covers, but I love ballads. So whatever. Moving into number six, we're going to go back to the girl that we started with. The wonderful, wonderful, wonderful um, Aliyah. I remember I was listening to a television interview that she was doing and she had pronounced her name. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Alia. And I'm like, oh, so we haven't been saying that right. We haven't been saying that one right at all. So it's Alia, but, you know, Alia. I mean, she answered to it. So this next song is At Your Best, You Are Love. It was originally a radio hit in 1976 for the Isley Brothers, and it was dedicated to their mother. Um... Recorded in 1975 from their album Harvest for the World. And when um, Aaliyah covered it, it hit the charts like crazy. So let's get right into At Your Best, You Are Love by Aaliyah. Aaliyah.
Um, so I'll admit that I didn't know that that song was dedicated to their mom. You know, because like when I hear it, it's like, um, when I feel what I feel, like I feel, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's 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 just like the 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 words I never would have put two and two together that this was about their mother, Sally. I, I mean, and now here I am just kind of stuck a bit on stupid because that is just, that's just wild to me. And I mean, if you listen to, and this could also be because I know Aaliyah's version, but I don't think that the lyrics vary, you know, um, when I feel what I feel, sometimes it's hard to tell you so. You may not be in the mood to learn what you think you know. There are times when I find you want to keep yourself from me. When I don't have the strength, I'm just a mirror of what I see. So I don't really understand how it all came together. Um, but I guess I'll just have to examine uh, the Isley Brothers inversion. You know what I'm saying? A little bit more. But nonetheless... Um, Alia covered the song in 1993, released it in 1994 from her album, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. Uh, it was released as the album's second single, peaked at number six on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, number two on the R&B singles chart, and number 27 on the U.K. singles chart. The song was certified gold single by the RIAA on October 25th, 1994. And then Drake sampled Aaliyah's version of the song and his song Unforgettable in 2010 on his debut album Thank Me Later. Four years later, 2014, Tamar Braxton sampled this song for her single Let Me Know featuring Future. And then in 2017, 7th Streeter used an interpolation of the song for her hit Before I Do, the lead single from her album Girl Disrupted. As we all know, um, there was definitely some critical reception just basically saying that Alia was too young really to be singing about this, but we know R. Kelly was in there. So that is At Your Best You Are Love. Let's move into, hey, y'all, we are moving and we are absolutely grooving. Let's move into number seven. Number seven. did not realize again something else I didn't realize is how many times number seven has actually been covered so number seven is I can't make you love me um originally sang by Bonnie Raitt for her 11th studio album luck of the draw in 1991 it became the album's third single and it became her one of her most successful singles reaching the top 20 on the billboard hot 100 and the top 10 on adult contemporary now this song has been covered a number of times. Um, George Michael covered it. Boys to Men covered it. Bon Iver covered it. Adele covered it. And Priyanka Chopra, Chopra, Lord, I hope I didn't say that wrong, but I'm pretty sure I did, covered it as well. But that's not my favorite cover of the song. This is my favorite cover 
of the song. him that's him tank released his fourth studio album now or never in december 2010 and he collaborated with artists including chris brown drake latoya luckett on the project the singles were sex music emergency and i can't make you love me not really much to say y'all know how tank is i ain't gonna lie he did that um i heard a couple of of the other versions but this is the one that just does it for me so shout out to tank at number seven We got three more folks. Song dedicate anybody out there got some dreams. Don't give up on your dreams, real talk. You ready, kids? Let's go. if I wanted to save number eight for the duet episode or if I wanted to do it on here but it is one of my favorite covers there's a particular part that I love both of their voices were just very distinct more distinct than the original one and that's what makes a cover right 
what makes a cover is what sets everything apart from the original version so we you know whenever I'm, I'm reading about these artists who are winning grammys for doing covers and uh, who are being nominated for grammys like that's huge that's huge so this next song is called endless love it was written by lionel richie and was recorded as a duet between him and diana ross they're just talking about their endless love for each other but the cover that i chose because it's been covered twice the cover that I chose um, are, I think, two of the greatest vocalists of all time. And when you hear the cover, then you'll know what it is. Um, when Diana Ross and Lionel Richie recorded Endless Love, it hit so many charts. <laughs> In Australia, it was number one on the weekly charts. The, their peak position, Belgium, Canada, Ireland, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, South Africa, Sweden, Switzerland, UK. U.S. all charts that it hit, Hot Soul Singles, Cashbox, Adult Contemporary, and Billboard Hot 100, it all hit number one. And it was certified as double platinum in America. And what's funny is Diana Ross plays in a movie called Double Platinum. Check it out. It's with Brandy. It's a mother-daughter singing duo. It's my mom and I used to watch it all the time. But here's the cover of Endless Love that I love endlessly. honest here there are very few songs that i like the cover better than the original but i definitely love this cover better than the original the original is definitely dope though diana's voice just surely fits it but this was awesome so luther and mariah released this as a single in 1994 it was her first high profile debut and at the 1995 Grammy Awards, the song was nominated in the new category of Best Pop Collaboration with Vocals. And they lost to Funny How Time Slips Away by Al Green and Lyle. Love it. Oh, boy. Mariah and Luther's voices are just literally in groups and leagues of their own. So to really hear the both of them come together was actually pretty dope. And I loved the aesthetic of the music video as well. This song also hit a number of charts. Australia, Belgium, Canada, um, France, Germany, Iceland, Ireland, Italy, Netherlands, uh, Sweden, Scotland, Norway, New Zealand, Switzerland, the UK, and of course the US. 
the U.S. it peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100, number 11 on the Adult Contemporary Hot R&B and Hip Hop songs, number seven mainstream top 40, number seven in rhythmic chart, number five in the United States. It was dubbed platinum. Platinum is one million sales in America, well, with the RIAA, and gold is 500,000. So that's dope. That's dope. That's number eight. And we're moving into number nine. Number nine is on the way. So I have been singing this song for I don't know how long. This is one of those songs that I always knew like the words to and I always knew the tune to because my mom always played the hell out of this guy, his albums and everything else. So this woman's work is a song that was written and performed originally by Kate Bush, who is a British singer. It was on the soundtrack of the American film She's Having a Baby. The song was released as a second single from her album The Central World in 1989 and peaked at 25 in the UK singles chart. I didn't know that Kate Bush was um, British. Um, I didn't know that. But the cover of the song is um, definitely just as notable, especially over here in the Americas. So let's listen. You know, you know, this, this, this intro is like a staple of my childhood. This is literally like a staple. we 
I'll be the first to say I didn't know what the hell this song was talking about <laughs> when it came out. This song was released January 15, 2002. I was three days shy of turning eight years old. And what I remember the most about this song is the music video. I never understood it. I just remember Maxwell was in water and then he was like sitting in a diner and I was like, what the hell is going on? So Maxwell um, covered this song for the release of his album on MTV Unplugged. Then he later re-recorded the song in the studio for his album Now, which was released in 2001. When this version was released, it was the album's third single. It's something about this being like the third single. Avant, My First Love was the third single. Lately was Tyrese's third single off, off of their debut albums. And then this song for Maxwell was his third single, peaking on the U.S. Billboard charts at number 58, Hot 100, and number 16 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop songs. This song was also in Love and Basketball, which I finally saw the movie last year. Um, when COVID had first started, I finally saw Love and Basketball, and I saw Drumline. I still need to see Baby Boy, Boys in the Hood, and Minister Society. But, nonetheless... <laughs> Um, Maxwell definitely did his thing um, with this. The music video for This Woman's Work began with pictures of Maxwell and his lover in black and white photography. One picture revealed that his lover had died. And then in the next scene, Maxwell sees the ghost of his lover in the street. And proceeding toward her, he falls through the street into this watery grave, uh, seemingly drowning in his sorrow. Then he begins to swim across the street, pulling himself up by holding onto the sidewalk. He looks up to a cloud that reveals the face of his lover. The next scene shows Maxwell sitting in a diner reminiscing about the loss of, of his love. And then sitting next to Maxwell are two women shown through flashbacks who have experienced heartache and loss of another kind. The music video ends with Maxwell walking outside of the diner, seemingly still underwater as he sings Make It Go Away. So, uh, can you imagine, because at 27, just knowing that now is still confusing as hell. Imagine how I felt at 7, 8 years old watching 106 and Bark and Maxwell swimming in, in, in the ground. What? I didn't get it. But easily, one of my top 10 covers. That was number 9. Now, you know. You know I saved the best for last. This is it, y'all. This is it, folks. It's the final countdown. said these weren't numbered and they weren't going in any particular order because they're not but when you hear number 10 then I'm pretty sure you'll be like oh yes this is definitely number 10 and if you listen to my top female vocalist of all time then you'll also know like why this is obviously 
number freaking 10 because i mean who the hell else would it be so i will always love you is a song written and originally recorded in recorded rather in 1973 by dolly parton her country version of the track was released in 1974 as a single and was written as a farewell to her former business partner and mentor of seven years porter wagner parton's version of i will always love you was a commercial success it reached number one on the billboard hot country songs chart twice but somebody mm. the voice recorded her version of the song for the film the bodyguard in 1992 here's i can't excuse me here's i will always love you Life treats you kind And I hope you have all you dreamed of And I wish you joy and happiness But above all this, I wish you Boom shakalaka, there you have it. Whitney Houston recorded her version of the song for The Bodyguard. Her single spent a then-record-breaking 14 weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and is one of the best-selling singles of all time. Whitney's cover also holds the record for being the best-selling single by a woman in music history. What the Houston's version of I Will Always Love You re-entered the charts in 2012 after her death, making it the second single ever to reach the top three on the Billboard Hot 100 in separate chart runs. The song has been recorded by many other artists, including Linda Ronstadt, John Doe, Amber Riley, Leanne Rimes, and Tara Washington, whose dance version reached number 12 on the UK singles chart.
to come in with one of the grooviest, newest, hip-hoppiest, funkiest covers of all time. Well, not of all time, but it's covering one of the classics of really anybody. You hear this, you know. Frankie Beverly Amazes Before I Let Go, covered by Beyonce. Now, I wonder what Frankie Beverly thought when Beyonce was like, hey, I want to do this. But then I also think, what did Beyonce think when Frankie Beverly gave her his good graces and his support? Like, this has been a staple in black families since Before I Let Go came out. Nonetheless, thank you so much for sticking with me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, my next episode is going to be my top 10 duets. And then the episode after that, I'm going to do my top love songs. I don't know if I'm going to do three, five, or 10. Because love songs, I can't just let you listen to like 30, 45 second snippets. You got to get into it. Another major shout out to my friend, Deshaun, for helping me compile this list. Man, my friends are awesome when it comes to music. Um, and I never take them for granted on that front. Listen, y'all already know where I'm going with this. Support your local HBCUs. We don't have a local HBCU, find one. One dollar, five dollars, what have you. HBCUs matter, right? Knowledge is power, education is key, and time should never be wasted. Listen, as my baby, my nephew, one of the many loves of my life, Michigan State Representative Joelle Jones always says, peace and love. Holla. (laughs) Before I let you go. Step on them, kick on them, something